Well, just. Yeah, or Barabbas, I keep hearing. I don't know, whatever. But so him, and then also the centurion, like right at the end there. I just, I don't know why, but the first time I read the narrative of the crucifixion and that the centurion in the end says, no, certainly this was the son of God. Yeah. I wonder if that's like an, oh, oh no. Well, greetings and salutations from the catacombs of the parking basement <laughs> in Grand Blanc, Michigan. This catacombs. is the lighthouse experience experiment. Because <laughs> lots of people go, what's TLE? And I say, it's the lighthouse. And they go, oh, yeah, experiment. I said, no, experience. And they, you know, it goes back and forth. It's TLE, and I'm blessed to be here with my... Brothers and sister, Ashley Chandler, Jim Parkin, and Jason Hiddle. And it feels like it's been forever since we did this, and I'm glad to be here with you guys. I've missed you all. It that has was, been. That was impressive, man. I feel like we're about to do, like, Casey Kasem's Top 40 or <laughs> right. something like that. Can we do a long-distance dedication? Absolutely. <laughs> do you guys remember that? Do you remember long-distance dedications? Oh. Yes. Casey Kasem show? Sure. America's I, I Top remember, 40? Yes, but I don't remember so long-term. Would be, it would be so stinking, like... These long-distance dedication are for a mom in San Diego who's serving 50 consecutive life sentences for murder. Really? If she'd like to send a long-distance dedication <laughs> from her daughter in Grand Blank, Michigan. No way. It'd be just, right? It'd be just like crazy. You'd be like, what? Well, I will say I had never heard a teaching or anything like from that perspective, like you talking through all those perspectives. I've... I mean, I've heard a bit about the two guys on either side and stuff and some teachings over the years, but that was, I really enjoyed your podcast. Well, thanks. And it was neat to to bring that to kind of like, well, this is how we respond that way in a lot of ways too. And uh, because I know for sure I'll do a lot of freak out like, God, okay, what are you doing? You know, like help. Right. Instead of having some of those other perspectives. So I've. Well, it's easy. And it's also for the, the people that we're talking to, you know, for our listeners that are first responders. Maybe they're Christian, maybe they're not. Maybe they're on the fence, you know. But to see the things that we see and then try to reconcile with, you know, like we were, and we'll maybe in a later episode or something like that today, we'll talk a little bit more. But I was, I don't know if you were sitting here, but it's like freakish to imagine that since Christmas, well, actually Christmas, no, Christmas Day, since Christmas Day, somewhere in America, at least one law enforcement law enforcement officer has died in the line of duty like all the way through up until yesterday and it's just you know so for those folks you know this god of yours if he's real like why does this keep happening so it's easy it's easy to think of the one thief going like okay you're the son of god get us out of here bro right and i mean you could apply that to so many different situations like just people that we know that are sick right now or going through a rough go right you know like husbands that have just left their family like just right all these crazy stupid situations where it's like that's not god 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 doesn't want that for right us, you know and but at the same time you know like you pray and then things don't happen the way you want it to and then it's just trying to right. reconcile that in your heart it's like okay god's word says he'll heal god's word says that we can pray and ask anything in his name but then he's also not our little puppet to just you right know, command him to do whatever we want you know Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Yeah. Because that's just, it's easy to do. It's easy to get yourself caught up in that. If you're who you say you are, right. make this 
whatever xyz happen and sometimes to just flip that a little bit and say instead of the if statement to say okay you are god right you are holy you are powerful this these are your promises so please show up and and do what you've said right. you would do you know and to have it be more from a faith trusting perspective and a needing him perspective instead of kind of throwing it in his face like right you know kind of who are you <laughs> jerk who are you <laughs> you know but i i think it's fair to say that we all go through those feelings and emotions what's well, interesting and you guys can like give me your thoughts on this but how why is it that we seldom put satan on the hook for anything you know what i mean like where was god when well that's not of god these things that happened that's satan in the mix but it's like he never gets to blame but we ask you know where our god was yeah. really. well guess what folks there's two forces at work in this world one's right. good one's evil i think there are so many people who don't want to grab hold of the thought that that entity known as satan the devil really does exist because it's too horrible to think about a lot of people don't want to uh, assume that there is a possibility of an eternity with him instead of with the father because it's too horrible to think about they can't don't want to think of their loved ones who are gone on before not being in heaven i think it's so many people go to a funeral or a memorial service and assume that their loved one is got wings and is flying right. around heaven. And I've done some funerals where I had no confidence in believing that the person that had passed was with Jesus for eternity. And their, the whole family is of the opinion that their loved one is in heaven. And what do you say, especially right. when you're the one performing the funeral service? So my go-to always is, I didn't know this person's spirituality. What I would tell you right now is if they were able to stand here right with us and say one thing to you people here at this funeral, what they would say is, accept Jesus as your Savior. Because once they were absent from their body, they were present with the Lord and they were faced with the reality of whether or not they were going to be spending that eternity with him or with his enemy right well i think too in that question you know if whether or not a person believes in, in satan or or god for that matter satan's always true to his character and that you know he's evil he's intent on doing destructive things it doesn't take faith to believe that but if you're in the middle of some sort of despair or some sort of circumstance that's overwhelming to believe God is who he says he is it takes faith you know hope hope takes a little bit of effort uh, on our part to choose to believe in something we can't see at the moment it, you don't have to um, exercise any faith to, to believe that you know there's a, a devil out to get you um, but if you're in the middle of overwhelming circumstance it's kind of hard to see a sovereign God who's acting on your behalf at times. Right. So I think that every every funeral should include a salvation message. It's one of the reasons, and I, and I know that, that that may be a little off track, but um, I think that every minister of the gospel should tell people that there is a way to spend eternity with the Father and His Son right. and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I was at a funeral on Monday. I won't say the name on the 
on the podcast because I don't know if the family would be right. comfortable with it. But um, if I tell, if I were to say it, you probably would have heard about it happening. But right. and the minister that did that funeral, he brought it. He pulled no punches. Love it. Room. I mean, there were almost 500 people in attendance, and most of them were firefighters in the Genesee County area. And it was probably one of the most direct, blunt, in-your-face, heaven-and-hell sermons I've ever heard. And then to be at a funeral, it's like... Like everybody walking out has no excuse. You've right. heard the word. Yeah, like pretty much altar call at the end kind of kind of sermon come on mm -hmm. but i know what you mean about the not giving the devil his due um opposite of props not right not, not putting the the hit on him too many people for i think for a long time a lot of people used that as a as a crutch that you i don't know if you guys remember um there's a demon behind every the, corner. The laugh-in, Ronan Martin's laugh-in, had a deal on there with a, a comedian named Flip Wilson. He walked around saying, the devil made me do it. And it was a joke, of course, but um, so many people were uh, of an opinion that that folks were blaming the devil for everything when people have their own choices. But the devil is the yeah. father of lies. He mm -hmm. is, and he, like you said, Jason, he is always true to his to himself he is the father of lies and he'll do nothing but lie he never tells the truth and so i think uh, for some reason a long time people were blaming him for everything when people had their own choice their own agency right. but it's he is definitely to blame for tons of stuff evil is afoot i recall being on on calls in my career where there was a tangible sense oh yeah of evil and darkness in that place and for it was sure. the presence of the devil I really believe mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. oh. I mean, you've been on places, right? Oh, I've been. Yeah, I, I like for sure. I know that I've. You, when you're in a house or whatever the case, and you use just thick, like brush off. Like, yep. Oh. Yep. Like it's like it's too heavy to call it crazy. I mean, it's like it's I'm intense. That most most like schizophrenic diagnoses are, are demons. Are, possessed i would not argue for a second 100 <laughs> percent agree mm -hmm. well just it's just the subject matter of most of their the hallucinations and delusions most schizophrenics have are always involve angels and demons and what they're telling them to do or not do right pretty pretty cut and dry from yeah. a, from a biblical perspective yeah. right and that's you know so it's when it's yeah it's very you can feel it like when you take a, a a psych patient to enough facility, they're going to be on lockdown or whatever. You can feel it when there's certainly, when there's really something happening there. Absolutely. A lot of the time it's just an attention seeking mission gone awry. And now they're going to be on 72 hours lockdown, but then also, okay. So, um, on to Barabbas <laughs> or Barabbas. It's just, he always, he, you know, he's a interesting side character to me just just yes. because of the the standpoint i heard it said i don't remember i think it was i don't even remember where i heard it but basically how it's described is that that the father would have to treat jesus like barabbas in order to treat barabbas like jesus and barabbas of course representing us I thought that was pretty cool. so it's never thought of that till you till i heard you say it on the on just jim 
it's you know it's intense but we're all you know that's another thing that we're all kind of guilty of doing is like accepting this great gift kind of so many like for example my brothers he grew up we all grew up in the same church they know they know this amazing gift yet they're exercising their free will to walk a different path you know so it's just he's just yeah he's just another character that where it's not as other than historically speaking he's on the platform with jesus when when Pilate sets him free on a loophole on what is like what is it the passover yeah passover, yep. and the the jewish the belief there is that they can select one person to go free so they pick that guy but I'm, you know, I imagine that Barabbas still didn't, I mean, he walked free physically, but he still wasn't free. Jesus has this gift presented to us and it's, it's there for us to take and accept, but how much do we walk around still chained, but we're not truly free because we really haven't been, we haven't been reconciled to God. And even those of us that are, you know, even for me this year, yeah, we, uh, in life group, we listened to a Craig Rochelle um, teaching on mindset. And so, you know, God's word says we're free because God says we're free. And that if we've accepted this gift and all these things, but like still the renewing of our mind and still the things that hold us captive in so many ways, because we haven't let God touch that place or right. haven't been had that, you know, those moments of healing and letting God take us deeper and stuff. And, you know, so much we still you know there'll be times where it still feels like freaking israelites going around the desert just right. doing the same old same old same old and it's like, i don't know how to get out of this except for letting god lead us the way out you know right. and you know the devil wants to tell us like you're not good enough you should be able to do better like all this like so condemning things where god's like i know you i knit you together i i you know, Psalm one is it one thirty nine? Like yep. I know all the days that I've set before for you, and so I know these things that you're gonna come across. So let's I'm I never intended you to do this on your own, but that I would walk with you through it together. Yeah. When I think of Barabbas, I, I, I and when I think of characters like that all the time in the Bible, I try to think of the other people around this the situation, all the crowd. Right. Well, first of all, I, th I wonder what he thought. Because he's probably pretty sure he's marked for death or right. spending the rest of his days in prison or both. And and all of a sudden he's up in front and not expecting to ever be released. And then all of a sudden he is. Mm -hmm. And the chains fall off of him and clang on the ground and he walks off into the crowd. And I wonder also about those people in the crowd who were calling for this complete dirt bag to get released and for a, a sinless man to stay in custody and face death. And I wonder, well, and you talk about the devil being at work. Right. Man, he was running through that crowd and oh, yeah. getting in people's ears and in their faces. And I can, I can, you know, imagine the snakes slithering around their feet and, and putting things in their minds and in their spirits, you know, heck with Jesus, you know, Take him, do what you will with him. And um, just the absolute presence and dominance of evil. And of course, we know that it was supposed to happen that way. Right. As much as, you know, 
when you're a kid and you watch the same movie over and over again and, it ha and horrible things happen, I used to watch them and think and hope for a different outcome to that. <laughs> you still cringe, even though yeah. you know, like, and you know that 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 that's and and in hindsight, I mean, when you, when you look at it, I'm I'm glad that that Jesus didn't deny the cross because where would right. we be? And so I think of all those things, and you wonder afterwards if the people who were shouting crucify him what what happened in the in the realms of conviction in their minds and their spirits what happened right. to them after that it's it's fascinating to think about that's why i really hope for replays and to hear people's stories when we get to heaven yeah absolutely because I've, I've you know a lot lately i've been thinking about that same stuff it's like what about all those people you know what a, you know what i mean like or maybe they were just so locked in you know, it's scary and kind of, kind of like how it is today. How many of those people were just following the crowd? They didn't know. No stake in the game. No idea. Either guy. What, Whoa, something's going on. What would I have done in the crowd? Right. Well, um, when your whole tradition, when the leaders of your faith and tradition were, you know, like I would imagine a lot well, of those folks were yeah, just trusting man. what the Pharisees what were they telling knew. them because that's right. those were you know right well and it's like to kind of flash forward to paul we talk about him right or as saul he was devout he was in he was a superstar of you know he knew he knew that book right he was he was rock solid and he was following pre you know pre christ he was following the letter of the law yeah. right so it's hard to say. You're right. These other people are like, this, wait, no, this is how it's been. Who's this guy? He flew in the face of everything they knew. He, he literally hacked culture, flipped society on its ear. The way he tells stories, like uh, JD talked about last time, when last youth, last youth night when he spoke, he talked about the uh, prodigal son. The Jews didn't run. Yeah. They 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 walked just quick enough so you couldn't see their ankles under their manny jam, man jams. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they didn't run. That dude ran a long ways. Didn't care. In our very first, I I think I've talked about it on here. If not, you'll be your first time hearing it. But when Carrie and I first came to Freedom Center, like straight away, we heard of this mission trip to Romania, and it was just her wheelhouse. Let's go over there. Love on babies. And I was like, mission trip sounds cool. Let's both go do that but like just prior to leaving we sign up for a life group with the cromers that's like going to start on the immediate after we get back like i'm like cool small groups we should probably do that pastor carl's been in my ear to do it so be cool whatevs so we get an email from <laughs> the mrs cromer from tammy and it essentially it says listen there's a waiting list for our life group, so you need to be willing to do what we say to do. And if you're not willing to do that, don't waste our time. Dot dot dot. Or yours, essentially. And I was like, oh, love, love Tammy, right? Love, but if you don't love, know Tammy, you're love like, love the Cromers, and we didn't really at that point. And so I'm like, whoa, dude. Like, hold now on. hold the phone. I'm oh, more oh, sketched out over this life group business than I am going to Romania. like to Romania <laughs> right now. But I will tell you, like the fetters were in that group with oh, us yeah. and cons were in that group with us and i'll tell you this she said like the first night i'll never forget it this might be like one of those moments where everything changes i'm pretty sure so much so that water fell 
from the heavens. From the heavens. It was amazing. No, but she said that that she was 100% sure that everybody in this room believes in God, else we wouldn't be here. But then she said, but do you believe God? And that, like, and it was one of those things where it was like two days later, you know, I'm pushing a patient through the hallway of Genesis. And I'm like, whoa. It processed. <laughs> <laughs> it processed. I'm Ding, like, wow. That's heavy, that's heavy though. Yeah. And that's something, that you know, that's something, that's the key, I think, to really believe that he is who he says he is, that it is for your good. I was, uh, I think about the Lordship of Christ, allowing that Lordship of Christ in your life. Because uh, Nick and I were the same way. We were, we always, I mean, we were saved when we were really young, baptized when we were like, like elementary school, like new, new God but didn't really, really know, like, that proximity to him. Um, and, I mean, we struggled for a while until we really let his lordship, his authority, like, just no holds bar, like, just anything you want, you just have access to, you know, in our lives. And right. everything changed that moment. But up until that point, it was like, we're trying really hard to be great people, great Christians, and, and follow the rules right. and everything like that. And, and, that's, and that's that's missing the point, right? You know, like... Seems like, yeah. Well, Christ came to fulfill the law, right. not just add more rules. And really, you know, like, if you look at all the law, I mean, it's overwhelming. If you really look biblically what all the law entailed... <laughs> You know, and apart from Christ, we can't we'll right. never fulfill it. You know, so He fulfills it for us, and then right. in relationship with Him, like He walks it out with us. You know, Savior is one thing; Lord is a completely other thing. Yes. Right. Cool. So, can we talk a little bit about the centurion now? Is it? Oh yeah. A good way to segue there. Yeah. That guy. You know, I'm thinking this dude had a serious aha moment. Right. <laughs> right. What, what I want to think is, was he off on vacation, like the week before when all the Jesus stuff happened? Was this dude off on a furlough and he didn't even know all the Jesus stuff was happening? And he yeah, he's on leave, right? And all of a sudden, he's <laughs> the centurion in charge of this scene, and he's going, "Humana, humana, humana, what do I do?" And just does what he has to do, and at the end, he goes, "Whoa!" And I'm, you know, I'm, I, I try to think of that because, you know, I want to be the guy that people give the benefit of the doubt to, that extends right. the grace to, whether I'm willing to extend it to others or not. I want the grace. Right. And I'm wondering if that was the case with this guy. He had to, well, unless God completely transformed his heart in the blink of an eye, he had to have some kind of a tenderness to him or some kind of a softness in him to have that moment. Now, I realize God can automatically just transform somebody like that right. if he chooses to. So, Well, see, if you think about it, too, think about he's a, a Roman soldier, right? If you look at it from a soldier mindset, I mean, I can, get, as sure as I live and breathe right here, I can tell you that I did more than one mission where I just did what the orders said to do. Right. And then years later or days later or months later, I'm like, whoa, we just did that? Yeah. In that treason? Anywho, those were the orders, so we carried them out. But, you know, I, I imagine, I, I would agree with that. I would, I would imagine he's just, if not off on leave somewhere, just has a set of orders, and he's going to carry them out. Because he's a good soldier. Right. Obviously, yeah. he made it to Centurion or whatever, if that's even a rank, I don't know. But he's, you know, he's at that point where they're giving him charge of this whole scenario. I think centurion means over 
at least a hundred people. He was a commander of at least a hundred people. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it is a rank. I'm not. I wouldn't bet on it. I haven't done any studying on that. Well, up in up so, until like, that point, up until the afternoon or whatever midday sun completely turned to black and right. all this had happened, it was a pretty. I mean, other than the crowds and all the hubbub and everything like that, it was a pretty normal day as far as that position goes yep. and executing whoever, you know, like it was pretty much kind of normal day of business in a way. And I think to be able to focus, like you were saying, on the, the task at hand and you just kind of get into that, the routine of whatever, that's what your focus is. And I think at that moment when everything changed, there was nothing to do but just stand there and watch and, and let all that process and sink in. When you stop to think, there were a number escapes me, but I've I've recalled in various uh, biblical history classes I've taken where there were hundreds, if not thousands, of people in that era of time who were claiming to be some some form of of Messiah for various religions that existed. So. For somebody to come along and make some of the claims that that Jesus and his disciples were making wasn't that abnormal. So there's a, a reasonable chance that executing somebody who was claiming to be above a Caesar, above above the Herod, whoever they were claiming to be, may have been not common, but common enough that... Um, it might have been business as usual until, like, all the dots were connected for him. You know, yeah. like, eh, here's another one. Until the earth shook or the veil tore. And, right. Well, and, the, and I would think the demeanor of, I mean, most most people were flogged and then released or they were put to death. But crucifixion is one of their most gruesome forms of death. And, um, you know, the, was it 49 lashes he got? Yeah. So, 39. Mo mo 39, most people died from far less so i mean if you're a hardened warrior especially in a roman culture and to watch i mean i think just the demeanor of jesus alone in that environment would be enough to shake a hardened warrior to their core yeah you know to, to watch yeah. somebody who's really hasn't done anything that's truly criminal they're, they're fairly innocent and to just stand there and take it, and he didn't really offer any defense for himself, and probably conducted himself with with greater valor than he's probably seen on any battlefield. Has got to have a pretty, right. pretty powerful impression on somebody with his career. Yep. I'm sure all the fakes would have broken by that point. Right. You know, like, oh, mm -hmm. just kidding. <laughs> I don't. I didn't mean it. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I. I can only imagine, like you're saying, the demeanor of Christ mm -hmm. and the the eternity and the the depth of who He was in His eyes. Right. I imagine, you know. Well, just look at the you know set the set the story of Calvary aside. Look at the stories that compel us and influence us the most. I think, like like the story of Braveheart. You think of the movie and and how you know at the end he refused to take any anything to numb the pain when he was tortured and and you know he stood his ground and those stories inspire and, and change things so if you are you're, you're part of that execution detail and you've seen probably hundreds of people die 
you know what it looks like when somebody's scared and somebody's terrified, but when yeah. somebody stands there and not defiantly, but with a, a sense of honor yeah. and dignity that there's a purpose for what they're doing. I think, I mean, obviously pure speculation, but I'm willing to bet that when the time comes, you get to talk to that centurion. That probably had more of an impression on him than, than the sky darkening and, right. and the earthquakes. That, just my thought on it. That's what I like that. All right. Well, that was that. Thanks for digging deeper in that. A fun one to do on the this one as well as the Justin one. Mm-hmm. So, with that, boom, boom. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs>